Welcome to the Catch the Fire Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by this message. Let's give it up one more time for our kids this morning. Amazing. And Aaron and I just want to say a huge thank you as well to Susan and Shannon for all they do in our kids' ministry and all of our kids' leaders and team. Thank you so much. You don't know how much you appreciate them until you have your 18-month-old with you in the middle of the service. Am I right? All right. (laughs) Thank you. Well, good morning, church family. It's great to be with you this morning. My name is Jess Nineber. If you are visiting, if this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad that you're here with us today at our family service. It's a, an amazing time of year, one of my favorite times of year, where we can come together to services and celebrate the birth of Jesus. And what a beautiful time of year it is, right? It's amazing. Yeah, we can give a hand for Jesus's birth. <laughs> We are in the season of Advent. We are actually in the third week of Advent. And for those of you who don't know what Advent means, is it means arrival. And this is a time of year and a season for us to contemplate, reflect, and anticipate the arrival of our coming Jesus, our coming Savior. And so last week when I was preaching, I, I spoke about um, how peace is a person and that we, this season, the, the irony of this season sometimes is it's supposed to be a season of peace and a season of reflecting and slowing down, and yet it can often feel like the busiest season for us. We have Christmas parties and productions and, and things all filling the calendar to get to the end of the year. But once again, I want to encourage us, church family, in the, in the next coming week to take time to reflect and anticipate and contemplate the arrival of Jesus and what that meant for humanity, what that means for us today, that this wasn't something that changed the course of history 2,000 years ago and that's it. No, right now in this very moment, in this day, December 17th, 2023, there is something for us to, to find and something for us to glean from in this Advent season. And so the third Advent theme that I am speaking on today briefly is joy. And if you will turn with me to Isaiah 12, verse 2, we'll also have it on the screens. It says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Isn't it beautiful that Isaiah here, he paints a picture of joy flowing like water from the wells of salvation. If you, the Israelites here and the people that he's speaking to, they live in a very dry desert environment, okay? So a well is something that is a life source. A well means life. A well means water and refreshment to the dry places, And here Isaiah is prophesying and he's saying, with joy, you will draw from the water of the wells of salvation. In this season of Advent, our journey towards the birth of Jesus is filled with anticipation of receiving the joy that God promises. Turn to someone and say, God has promised me joy. 
We hear a lot about the word joy in this Christmas season. We even sang a song today, Joy to the World. But what does joy mean? All right, so Google, an Oxford dictionary, defines joy as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Now, I by no means want to negate feelings here. I am married to a very feeling, emotional man, and I love it. I love feelings. But the thing about feelings or this emotional state or reaction is they are circumstantial and they're based on what is happening in any certain moment or situation, right? It's about how I feel in that moment. We get invited to go to a party weeks in advance. We commit, we say yes, and then the night comes and we're like, how do I feel about that right now? See what I mean? It's about like based on whatever I'm feeling right now. And this can easily change based on who's around, what's going on, what's happening in my life, how full is my bank account, how great is my job right now, are my kids behaving, or are they running in the back screaming right now in the middle of the Christmas service? <laughs> it can change based on our, envi- our environment. But joy biblically defined is the Hebrew word hama, and it's happiness over an unanticipated or present good. It refers to the extreme happiness with which the believer contemplates salvation and the bliss of the afterlife. Believers rejoice because they have encountered God and he has surrounded them with his steadfast love. That's Psalm 32, 11. And brought them to salvation. Psalm 40, 16. Psalm 64, verse 10. Joy is a response to God's word. Psalm 119, 14. And his reward to believers. Isaiah 65, 14, and their strength. That's Nehemiah 8, 10. So I think about this moment, and I think about the the shepherds on the hill, all right? And they are tending their flocks as they always do, okay? They're doing their jobs. It's a dark night. It's at night. Back then, there wasn't light pollution. (laughs) There was a beautiful sky, night sky, And it would have been very extremely dark. And I think about how from the last moment that words were spoken in the Old Testament until the New Testament, historians say it was probably about 400 years of silence from God. And all of a sudden, the skies are filled with this brilliant light and the angels in the night sky announcing and pronouncing, proclaiming, the coming arrival of their Messiah. So turn with me to Luke, verse 2. It says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that you will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. To us, it's like, oh yeah, Jesus came. But to these people, there's been 400 years of silence from God. 400 years of no one, of no written word, of nothing. And they've been waiting and anticipating the arrival of their Messiah. And now the angels are here to say, he is here. Your Messiah has come. And I was thinking about this and I kind of like all of a sudden had this like parallel to our own lives and how there's many of us in this room, how we are, we are like the shepherds. We're, we're out doing what we've always been doing. Maybe we're in our jobs. We're in the mundane. 
Like Aaron and I this morning, (laughs) he turned to me and he said, I just want one morning where I don't have to wake up and get up, change Valor's diaper, make eggs, get them dressed. Like the same thing. It's Groundhog Day, right? Every day. (laughs) And these shepherds are like that. They're doing the same thing. They're watching the sheep. And really what they're doing is they're just waiting for something bad to happen that might happen or might not. They're just, they're there to make sure something bad doesn't happen. And it would be pretty boring otherwise. And even in our darkest night, and even in our dark moments, there's something in this Advent season, in this moment, for us to realize that our Messiah has come. Our Messiah has come to bring joy in the darkness. Our Messiah has come to shake up what we've always known and bring something different. He has come to set us free. He has come to bring hope. He has come to bring life. He has come to bring peace. He has come to bring joy. There is a gift of joy to be found in this season for each and every one of us. And the shepherds, the joy that they received, it wasn't reserved for the elite. It wasn't reserved for the wealthy. It wasn't reserved for those that could afford their ticket to heaven. It wasn't reserved for those who looked put together. It was reserved, it says in Luke 2, in that verse, it says, it's great joy for all the people. It's for the Jew, it's for the Gentile, it's for the white, it's for the black, it's for the Asian, it's for the wealthy, it's for the middle class, it's for the low income, it's for every person, this joy. And society, culture likes to put us in classes and likes to divide us based on our race and our ethnicity and our socioeconomic status. But this joy that was coming, the Messiah, is reserved for all people. It's not because they were nobles. It's not because they were wealthy. In fact, they were nomads. They were maybe considered unreliable. But in that moment, they were chosen by heaven to bring this good news. Our joy is not based on circumstances, but based on the unchanging truth that Jesus is born and that he is with us every single step of our journey through this life. For us, some of us, the holidays is an amazing time. It's happy. It's filled with joy and family and friends. And for some of us in this room, it might be filled with grief or loneliness or hopelessness. But the good news of the gospel today, the good news of Jesus Christ, is that just like that still night where the shepherds were sat in the darkness tending their flocks, doing what they'd always been doing. The promised Messiah has come, and he is here today. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our joy is not only a gift, it's an overflow of hope that comes from trusting in God. I love that it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, if we try to have joy, like conjure up joy in our life, like I'm going to be so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. We're never going to be able to achieve it. But it's the overflow of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift, but it's through the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit that comes from spending time and encountering joy himself, Jesus. And in that encounter, we are filled with joy. 
as we trust him with our circumstances, the Holy Spirit works within us, producing the joy that goes beyond understanding. I think about the life of Paul and how he was shipwrecked, he was tortured, he was imprisoned, and yet he wrote some of the most joy-filled letters to the church. And I was like, how did he do this? All through the New Testament, we see it. It's because his joy was not anchored in shifting sand or in his circumstances, but his joy was anchored in the solid rock that is Jesus Christ himself. And so the message for us this morning, church, is that our circumstances this Christmas, whether they be ideal or not, do not change the fact that Jesus is our Savior. They do not change the fact that our joy is not based on what is in this world, in this temporal moment, but it is a joy that is found in salvation that means forever we get to be with Jesus in eternity, and we get to celebrate that joy and celebrate the salvation and the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's what we celebrate when we celebrate the birth. It's not, oh, there's a cute little baby that's here. How beautiful, how joyful. It's no, this is the the start of this beautiful story to the cross that redeems humanity, saves us, and now seats us in heavenly places with him in eternity. So as we navigate our Advent journey over the next week, let's remember that the joy we seek is not a fleeting emotion tied to our circumstances. It's a deep-seated spirit-imbued joy that sustains us in the midst of life's challenges. Amen? So some of us in this room need joy. Who needs more joy? I could use more joy. (laughs) The joy of our salvation, the joy of the good news of Jesus Christ. So I want us for a moment, let's just put our hands on our hearts for a second. And just close our eyes. Just be reflective for a moment. And if you're feeling like you've been, you've been finding your joy or your happiness in your circumstances, in people, in possessions, in positions, just take a moment to repent to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I'm so sorry for where I put my joy in other things other than you. And this morning, Lord... Would you fill me with the revelation that my joy is found in you? That it's not defined by my circumstances or people or things, but it comes from the depths of an encounter with you. And Lord, I pray this morning that this Christmas season and always that we feel the true joy of the Lord, that we are able to celebrate in our salvation in him. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. There are so many opportunities to grow, connect, and be encouraged. To learn more, visit ctfraleigh.com and follow us on social media. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are so thankful for you.